0: Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources on a Friday as we get ready to roll into the weekend. I'm telling you, if you're looking for something to keep your eye on over the weekend, it is the Olympics, and we'll continue to cover it. And, of course, our colleagues at KSL TV. We've got a team on the ground there in Tokyo, uh, as well as coverage on uh, TV every night and uh, throughout the weekend. And there are just some very compelling stories of uh, perseverance uh, perspective, uh, of being ready uh, for opportunities and making the most of opportunities that come and understanding how to respond when things don't quite go your way. And uh, I encourage you to, to give a good look there. Utah, of course, is always known as uh, one of the, the top uh, Olympic-watching places on the planet. And I think that will continue to be the case as we go into week number two now of the Olympics as track and field is just starting to ramp up. Uh, There'll be a lot of exciting uh, races coming out of that, uh, as well as uh, gymnastics continued uh, insight and uh, challenges there. Swimming's coming uh, down the home stretch, literally, in terms of the races and relays there, and uh, many Utah connections that uh, are still going to be really fun to follow as we move through the weekend so as uh, promised, I want to talk about entrepreneurs here to close out the show. Uh, I always say that it's entrepreneurs that drive freedom more than anything else, definitely more than government, to be sure. And we often talk about the founding fathers as these uh, great, wise, noble souls, which, of course, they were. And uh, at their core, they were really just a bunch of entrepreneurs who were tired of being overtaxed and overregulated by a big government that was far away. I know that sounds very familiar to today's situation, uh, but they that's what they wanted. And they, they wanted to pursue their dreams, their goals, uh, their their life's pursuit. And entrepreneurs do that in a really unique way, and often that takes great risk. So to the founders, uh, the great risk was uh, a pledge of their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. That's a pretty big risk. Today, when we talk about entrepreneurs and risk-taking, we often focus on people like Richard Branson or Jeff Bezos and their uh, competitive spirit, and they're willing to risk billions of dollars uh, to have a little flight in space uh, to see who could win that particular race. Uh, obviously, a lot of risk-taking in terms of all of that, but uh, I want to shift it just a little bit. Uh, I've had the experience over the last uh, 48 hours or so uh, to focus my attention on the ultimate entrepreneurial class and it's it's not the investors Uh, it's not even the uh, the innovators the business starters the the ultimate entrepreneurial class uh, is a couple getting married Uh, and I've been able to watch that over the last uh, 24 hours uh, with some some dear friends and watch. That's a thats a big risk. <laughs> that's a big step in life. And it's been fun to watch uh, what that is and what that means and what lessons uh, that I think uh, are really crucial for all of us to take into account. And uh, just some interesting lessons uh, as we, we looked at this great wedding that took place today. Two uh, great souls, two very talented young people, uh, very gifted, And they're coming together in the the ultimate entrepreneurial endeavor uh, called marriage. (laughs) Uh, And they learned a great lesson yesterday. Uh, So, of course, a rehearsal, rehearsal dinner before a wedding. And as uh, luck or fate or just bad timing would have it, uh, the catering uh, did not show at the appointed hour. And so here you had guests. That were waiting, been part of this uh, rehearsal for the uh, marriage ceremony today, and rather than everyone sit around and moan and groan that it was going to be uh, another hour until uh, food, the food arrived, the official food. Uh, instead, everybody just shifted gears. It was like autopilot. It was exactly what any entrepreneur would do, and I actually think this may be one of the most important lessons we ever share on this show. And so yesterday. While waiting for catering, while waiting for the meal to arrive, everyone made a decision that it was a good day to have dessert first. And so we had dessert first, and it was awesome. Uh, I actually challenged the couple today that they should make that not just an annual event to remember uh, their their wedding with by having dessert first. first. I think that should be at least a monthly and perhaps a weekly effort. Uh, dessert first is always a good strategy. There are a few things that uh, will not be made better by having dessert first. Uh, So I thought that was a great lesson for all of us uh, that you just have to adapt, that you just have to adjust. Uh, Another important lesson that I think we can apply across the board and whether it's in homes and families and communities, whether it's in our politics or in our businesses, that is what do we do when things go wrong? Uh, Because what I often see is that when things go wrong or a challenge arises, what most people do is they either rush to their spouse or to their boss or to their colleague with accusations instead of questions. Accusations instead of questions. Imagine what would happen in all the meetings and all the challenges that we have in society if instead of immediately reacting with an accusation of what someone did or didn't do or why they did or didn't do something? What if instead of an, accusi- an accusation, we led with a question? Uh, I have said over and over on this program that speak in anger and you will deliver the finest speech you will ever, ever live to regret. And yet, how often do we do that? How often do we fail to learn the lesson that a uh, soft answer turneth away wrath? Uh, How often do we forget that just asking a sincere question and then being willing to listen to the response can diffuse the most volatile of situations? Why is it that we can't get it through our heads that what most people want in a challenging situation is to know they've been heard and that they've been understood When will we learn that rather than getting ready to rage with our own anger and frustration, that if we listen and ask questions, that the outcome will no doubt be better? And so I think as we look at a lot of the challenges that we face in the world today, a lot of them are the kinds of challenges that a newly married couple will have to navigate. And one that I think is particularly important is this whole idea of expectations. I think social media has become a disaster for relationships because of the expectation game. A very wise man uh, said not too long ago that the only expectations that should be in a marriage should be the ones the individuals choose to have together. Not not the expectations of a friend or a colleague or an extended family member, certainly not the expectations that come on all of us through social media and what someone else thinks the perfect life should look like. Make your own. In a relationship, the two people need to sit down and decide What are our expectations? We can set that for ourselves. And when they do that, you eliminate a lot of unnecessary disappointment. You diffuse a lot of frustration. More importantly, you can create unity and clarity and a stronger commitment to shared goals, shared dreams, and shared objectives. So yes, the newly married couple is the ultimate entrepreneur, the ultimate risk taker, and those that do it well, find out that you can see the impossible within the parentheses of a really crazy idea. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Insight Sources today on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought...